0: I'm confused. That's what I I like
1: (laughs) to say. Confused about CPI rates, the economy, prices, uh, the opportunity, what we should be doing, where we should be having fun. Is there a war? You know, what's (laughs) really the news? What's happening with the stock market?
0: All of it, but to isolate it to real estate, we talk about the Federal Reserve, we talk about inflation, we talk about mortgage rates, we talk about supply and demand, inventory, should you be buying, should you be selling, should you wait, should you start doing it today? I guess what's confusing is data came out yesterday saying that, oh, it's actually better than we thought, but does that mean that's worse, right? Is the Fed going to raise now or are they less likely to raise? Yeah. But then you have other people saying, no, this is signs that actually things are way better than they were reported on. Yeah. So it's so confusing watching different YouTube videos, reading different articles and trying to read the news. And I guess my question for you is, can you kind of sum it all up about what is going on? And again, like we always try to do, What's the rest of 2023 look like?
1: Yeah. So CPI came in and CPI basically came in lower than expected. The core part came in lower than expected. Then we had PPI. PPI is the producer price index. That one came in much lower. Producer price index is what people pay for. At the end of the day, CPI is a headline type like item but it's not the Fed's general measurement. The Fed is going to use PCE like we've spoken about before. However, the next part of this is, well, what does it mean for rates? No one knows. We're all gonna make some type of an educated guess here, but you're making an educated guess based on the data. So later this month, and I believe it's uh, July 26th, the Fed is going to come out and they're either going to raise, pause, or lower the Fed funds rate. So let's break it down for a second about where we're at. So they've raised 500 basis points. from basically, yeah. From zero. Zero. 500 basis points is 5%. Right now with our current monetary policy, we are in what's called a restrictive stance. So there is about 200 basis points or 2% is restrictive against the economy. So that's, that's a headwind. You're, you're on a boat and you're trying to go through Lake Chelan and the wind's blowing at you. The waves are coming at you. That's, that's the restrictiveness that we're specifically talking about. Some people believe because we're already restrictive, why make it more restrictive? When you go to the, uh, the Fed's own... Uh, watch tool, they believe there is a 92% chance. This is what the market is betting is that in two weeks, the Fed's going to raise 25 basis points. I'm going to just stick with my original call and say the Fed's not going to raise. But at this point, I don't know that it matters. We're getting data and indication that inflation is coming down. It's slowing down. And rates are high, but they came down a little bit based on this positive economic news. And it's going to be higher for longer, even though we don't want it to be. So rates are going to be a little bit higher. And the Fed has two more, you know, in their book, to raise in July and then maybe again in in August. Now, whether they do or they don't though, they're already sufficiently restrictive. So they just may become more restrictive. So you can kind of play this out. Once again, I'm betting they're not going to. So I'm in the minority, I'm, I'm like 8%. The other 92% believe that the Fed's gonna raise. If the Fed does raise, there is a higher likelihood that they're going to have to lower rates Quicker, Because it's going to become even more restrictive. So go back to the boat analogy. So the boat's going across Lake Chelan. And of course, I'm thinking about Lake Chelan because I was just hanging out with all the homies. Is that, well, instead of a 5 mile an hour wind against you, now there's like a a 10 mile an hour wind. So it just slows it down that much more. If they do raise it, I believe that we will get uh, a reduction in rates faster. So once again, this is just simple educated guess. Expect higher rates through the rest of the year. And then probably second quarter next year, expect them to start to calm down. Now, calm down, people immediately start to think, well, it's going to go back to the threes. I think next year we might be in the low sixes to upper fives. That's going to be the cooling down. It's going to take until probably 2025 or 2026 for us to get into that 4 to 5% range. Morningstar Financial, they released something last week and they made a bold call. It was kind of cool. They said rates will average 4% in 2025. Well, that means if they're averaging 4%, that means some of it had to have been 3 and some of it might have been 5 to get the average of 4 in the middle. Bold prediction. I don't believe that uh, we're going to get there, but there's some people now calling for even lower rates. Regardless, what does this mean for us today? And what does this mean for home prices? Traditionally speaking, when we look throughout the Seattle metro, home prices, and matter of fact, this happens for the whole United States. The market appreciates Basically, through the spring market. So understand that by June, the market, generally speaking, stops appreciating and sometimes has a slight depreciation towards the end of the year. So let's think about this. Let's put on our buyer hat. Let's put on our investor hat and be like, okay, where's the opportunity? Are rates going to be higher this fall and winter? Yes. Are we going to have some possible negative economic news and political news? Potentially, yes. So we're going into what could potentially be a slightly colder winter. Now, when I say colder, I'm not talking temperature. I'm talking the real estate market. So I want you to put on your opportunity hat. If you're that buyer who's been making offers and losing out, this next six months is going to be that opportunity. If you're that investor who is looking to go in, you know, short term or even long term, now is the time to start hunting and getting ready to make offers. So I was hanging out with... Uh, a few of my friends, Ronnie Wilson, Jeff Latham, Jason Gosser, phenomenal people in our industry. And we're hanging out on a boat floating around the Columbia River. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about opportunity. We're talking about what's coming later this year and how we want to make you know, to use Patrick, Bet David, maybe some slightly disrespectful offers on things. And I forget who said it, it was one of them like, yeah, if you like don't feel comfortable like sending the offer over, that's the one you should make. Should make your stomach turn a little bit and you should be maybe embarrassed about it. I'm not saying you're gonna get it, and most good offers come from follow-up over a long period of time, not initially the, the first one. But if, if I was to say, where's the window of opportunity that's coming? It's coming right then because we just have market uncertainty. We know the rates are going to be higher, whether they move up or stay flat. We know they're higher in market uncertainty, and then you're going into an election year. That's a recipe for deals, Okay? Magic recipe for deals. So be looking. Get my credit ready. Get my cash ready. Get my lending ready. And start hunting today because it may take you 90 days to find that deal. Now, of course, I also think this is going to extend into first quarter and probably second quarter. But I believe by second quarter of twenty four, the Fed is going to start to scoot rates down because what they are showing is inflation is coming down. It's just not coming down as fast as everyone wants to so we're starting to beat it but don't get euphoric over these inflation headlines that oh my goodness we're hitting cpi in the three percent the fed has made it very clear that their long-term target is two and the fed has said we don't believe we'll get there until 2025 they're telling you where they're going now it doesn't mean that rates will be extremely restrictive during that whole timeline So when I say prices may drop, once again, I think our mindset and our emotion goes to the Great Recession, and we think 10%, 20%. I'm saying two, one, and most of the United States and definitely the Seattle Metro is going to end up just, if anything happens, just slightly less than where they were a couple weeks ago in June. Don't expect it to all go away. Now, like we talked about before, if interest rates go to eight, eight and a half, these bets are off. Like that will cause price compression. Opportunity. Massive opportunity. So it's really weird. As an investor or just a regular home buyer, you get so emotionally wrapped up in this. If rates were 10, would it create good deals? Absolutely. So ignore that and just focus on your buy box and say, does this match my criteria, my goals, and can we afford to do it, and do we have prudent reserves? And if the answer is yes, go make it happen. Because the other thing I talked about with that same amazing crew of guys was, as rates come down, what's gonna happen to prices? Uh, go up again as oh as
0: rates come down as rates come down there'll be more people in the market more demand and if inventory is low naturally prices will get competitive and go up
1: so right now in the seattle metro prices are rising if rates come down what's going to happen is that allows more buyers to qualify more investors to qualify and of course corporate american can, can go borrow more debt that creates more demand but we're in a low supply situation so that's going to cause appreciation when it happens when it happens
0: which might highly likely be next year even maybe 25
1: start, yes exactly start in 24 probably more likely 25 but start making moves today because you know what a question i got asked on on uh, Instagram was, hey, should I wait? You can't out save the current rate of appreciation in most major metros. So if, you have a, if you're gonna buy a $600,000 house and the market appreciates at 5%, that's 30K that just went on to the price. So if that home was 623 in 24, it's gonna be 630,000. Well, if you could only save 15 grand or 20 grand, you can't outsave that rate of appreciation. And 5% is low relative to what we are experiencing here locally. If you're experiencing something different, tell us in the comments below, tell us we're wrong, explain or so, you know, show us what you're seeing. We'd like to hear what you're seeing locally because you know, we really follow Seattle. We look at most of the metros, but there's so many nuances because every market's specific.
0: It's kind of crazy if you think about what you just said because as the house prices naturally increase over the decades, right, that 5% is much more significant in the dollars, but the wages and salaries aren't going up. So like you said, right, in 2008, when things were kind of going down, right, not the rock bottom were going down, how much was that $600,000 house?
1: Oh, I in mean, 2008? Yeah. Are we talking like as it's Not crashing? Not rock bottom. Just like kind of where like it was getting low average. It, that $600,000 house was probably a $550,000 house in the beginning of 2007. And then by 2008, it had probably already dropped 5 or 6%.
0: So let's just say like uh, by 2010, when things started going back up, what was the price then?
1: Well, the, our market... You know, each market's different. Yeah, right. The Seattle Metro bottomed in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Okay. So by two thousand twelve, that six hundred thousand dollar house was like a hundred eighty grand. So
0: let's just take a ballpark two fifty. Two fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand. Not it. rock bottom, but $250,000. quarter 000. mil. Five okay. percent appreciation of yes. two hundred fifty thousand is what about twelve thousand five hundred dollars? Yep. Yep. Okay. Hundred percent. Five percent of six hundred thousand is what?
1: Thirty grand.
0: Thirty grand. Yeah that's almost triple right like
1: yes think about yes. think about
0: now obviously the price is triple but you have to think about this did the salaries also go no. up by triple so we're just talking about the next couple of years this is where it gets kind of straight crazy and so like all that explanation was great but that this is kind of like crystal ball kind of talk okay yep all that money printing hasn't gone away. Correct. And the inflation not only is sticky, but it might not reveal itself fully to long term. So like you said, if inventory is low, meaning there's not a lot of houses to buy, and because of the economy or whatever the Fed decision is, they decide to start lowering rates to get the machine up and going, naturally prices go up. And that's what's nuts about it. Yes. People are going to start getting fomo again they're going to have fear of like i don't want to miss the boat this time when i missed it in 2021 at rock bottom right or i missed it way back in 2012 you know what i'm gonna like people are understanding that man real estate buying a house is more critical than ever when the opportunity arises probably never see those two percent three percent mortgages right but I mean, as we're coming down from eight, five looks really good. So but, people start jumping in because they're like, I don't want it to go back to eight or I don't want to get in the market two years down the road where that $600,000 house, like you said, yeah. at, at that rate could easily become 700000 or 800000
1: To boil it down and let's let's just attach some real math to this. Somewhere between 2024 to the beginning of 2026, so let's just say 2025, the Fed is going to bring those rates down and we're going to go into whatever our long-term average is. And, and let's say it's four and a half or five and a quarter. With just the base level of demand we have right now, if rates move from basically seven to five and a quarter, you are going to see above average appreciation. And here in the Seattle Metro, you will see. Double digit appreciation. So, this affordability problem that we have today is going to get even worse, and we're going to price even more people out. And then you're going to turn around and flip it and look at the investor side, and it's going to put upward pressure on rents. So, the thing that I want you to do, me, all of our friends the people who are listening to this right now so why don't you to go buy because i want you to be able to get on that ride i want you to be able to experience that that wave as it comes up because it's pretty clear it's going to happen again so don't miss this boat go get on that one and and capitalize on this wealth is created during major transitions and recessionary times so Whether or not we go into a recession, is this a major transition? Definitely. (laughs) So it's that opportunity that creates it. And you know what? If the market did drop 10%, who cares? Over the long run, okay? Because we owned rentals through the Great Recession, and some of the ones we bought were worth like 50% of what we paid for them. Makes your heart sink guess what they're all worth more today so you know as long as you're not just you know gonna own the house for a year or two it doesn't matter but i don't even think we're gonna see a downturn i think it's just up 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 because there's nothing fundamentally coming to change the affordability and the supply problem
0: yeah and pun completely intended upside is on both sides meaning even if there's a price correction just like in 2008 to 2012. If you're buying on the way down, man, you were just raking in some major appreciation, right? Yep. Plus, you were getting more units, more doors, yep. more rentals, more potentially, you know, like uh, houses just to sell, building that portfolio. If it doesn't correct and yeah. it goes up, well, you're buying early.
1: Exactly. Compared to later, which is, exactly. again,
0: and that's why it's interesting this time when when things are confusing. I'm going back to this original yep. kind of question about being confused about the signals and everything. I want to summarize everything, and then let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up. So have a lot more clarity. There was data that came out that seemed like inflation and data points that would influence whether or not like we're in a good place that seemed to be okay, right? No, it, Not was, it was great, that was good news. So then the Federal Reserve who controls the interest rates and the monetary system, they determine, hey, maybe we don't have to be as aggressive, but yep. it's highly likely they're gonna raise. So the reason that's important is because the Federal Reserve's interest rates will influence inevitably mortgage rates. Correct. So what we're seeing is high mortgage rates, we're talking 7% right now.
1: 6.96, I looked before we walked in. Yeah, but
0: it was 7.22 last week. Bingo. Probably gonna hold to the end of the year. So guess what? Your mortgage payment is really high because house prices, at least right now, haven't majorly come down at all. In fact, there was some appreciation, right? Bingo. And so the rest of 2023, time to be looking because whether there's a correction or they lower rates sooner than we think, it's going to start going up because again, this is the big thing. How how many times have I joked to you that everybody's becoming an economist now, right? Yes. Caring about the inflation before Lee, like 2020, no one really cared about inflation, Nobody even, attention. During, even the great recession. Why do people care about it right now? Cause we're seeing it in our grocery bills. We're seeing it in what happened with cars, obviously with yep. homes and back to my comment about like 5% on 600,000 is a huge difference than, percent on the two hundred fifty thousand, yes and it comes down to literally like what's coming in and what's going out we're not getting paid as a society more right yep. and at the same rate of the inflation or the inflated prices of goods like houses cars and things so at one point that that's going to create an issue
1: right it's already creating an issue and yes yeah. we'll go over this in a probably our next our next one is we need to basically break down the affordability crisis in relation to housing and you know i need to go through and dig through all that data but what you're seeing is that real estate how many earths are there one how much land is available on that earth only a specific finite amount
0: Unless you're China, because they make islands.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or over in Dubai, they just, you know, put it into salt That's water. Just those two countries. Yeah. So there's only so much land, and there's becoming more people. And those people are all, they're they're moving to the jobs, to the good climates, things like that. So what happens is we're getting these metro areas that people want to live there, which forces that that price appreciation. So... You're going to see the forced price appreciation coming. I'm just telling you, go get on the ride and take it. Yes. And it's okay to step in a little too early. That's fine. Okay. I'd rather have you step in a little too early than go in too late or miss the opportunity. And you can contact us by clicking the link up top or sending us a message or sending us a text and... We're happy to get specific in your situation in relation to your investment goals or what you want to buy in our market. And if you're in a market outside of ours and you need help, contact us anyway and we'll find someone who can answer your questions like we do. You need the local expert who understands that market because each one is different. And mark my words, as rates come down, the market will appreciate both here in the Seattle metro and nationally more than you are currently thinking because we have not built enough housing. Fundamentally, we are too far behind on supply. Wow.
0: I'm not confused anymore. Thank you.